Welcome to Pixels and Pints Podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Michael. And we're two dudes who like to talk about video games and drink pints of beer. What do you yeah. got on deck today? Man, so I'm I'm going back and revisiting Galveston Bay's uh, Captain's Coffee Stout. I've had it in the fridge. I need to get rid of it. Um, that's all I had on deck today. So cheers, man. Cheers. I got a uh, Dogfish uh, Dogfish Head 120. It's a 18% IPA. Um Ooh. It uh it hits pretty hard. Uh Rip, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna go to sleep uh pretty quickly tonight, I think. <laughs> I hope you wake up when you need to, man. <laughs> yeah, same. So we got some hot news in uh this week. Uh, since our since our last podcast, which I haven't uploaded yet, but it'll get there. It'll get there. Um We got some news about uh Metroid Prime coming later this year from Jeff Grubb. Uh, yeah. Do you believe it? I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell with a Nintendo, man. So uh, just kind of like with uh, what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 did. So you can kind of tell they were sitting on it for a bit because it seems like they kind of swapped releases with uh, Splatoon 3 coming out in, in September compared to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 original release date. So it's done. Um so there's been a lot of rumor and talk that Metroid Prime Remastered is a thing. Uh, it's done, but they're just waiting for a time to slot it in to their uh, release schedule. Uh, apparently, Metroid Prime 2 and 3 Remastered are nearly, nearly done. Um, but I, there's nobody has any clue about those two games, when it's going to be released, because it seemed like originally it was supposed to be kind of like a, a remastered trilogy coming yeah. out. Um, I mean, that shit's been rumored for like a a solid year now. Yeah. And who knows what Metroid Prime 4 is going to be? You know, they showed JPEG of it, and we haven't heard about it since. Seems like they've restarted development. Retro Studios took over from a previous developer. They restarted development. Who knows? So they may be waiting for kind of like... um, when they have a solid release date for Metroid Prime 4, and then they're going to drop the trilogy on us and, I don't know, make us pay 60 bucks per per remaster. Who knows? It better not be. It better just be a package where it's like, you know, I, if it was 60 if it was yeah. $60 for all three, I'm down uh, because it's a, it's a trilogy that I've wanted to play. Uh, yeah. I, di- I didn't is- get into Metroid until, like, later in life. So, like, I, I skipped them all. Um, I did, too. I did too, and this is not the first time they've done this. I, I, they've done the re, they've done a trilogy uh, on the Wii already. Yeah. So you can pick up the Wii version and have all three of these. But apparently, this is supposed to be it's supposed to be a legit remaster. Um. Really, really great update on the on the visuals, modern control schemes, and things like that. So I don't know. Well, I guess we're gonna have to find out that they hopefully they'll tell us something about this thing. But Jeff Grubb seems pretty he's a pretty reliable source of information, so we'll find out soon, I guess. Yeah. Well, here's to it, I guess. Uh yeah. then we have a, a PlayStation Plus Essentials leak uh for July twenty two. Um July twenty twenty two. Two thousand and twenty-two. It is too it's late. It's one of those. I think yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, they they've confirmed the leak, right? Yeah. So we've got the we've got we've got the games. You can go and get them now. Um, the leaker who's been doing this, uh, he's been accurate for coming going along. I think like eighteen months at this point. So 
Shit. Whatever this dude's source of information is, it's on fucking point. So we got Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Arcade Geddon. I don't know what the fuck that is. That is your PS5 game. If you have a PS5, good for you. Uh, Man of Madon. Uh, the dark, it's a part of the Dark Picture series of games. So it's one of those. Never heard uh, of it. So, well, now you have one. So make sure to go and uh, get your free games and find out if the Dark Picture series is for you. Otherwise, yeah. Crash Bandicoot 4 is supposed to be really fucking good. Um, kind of hard compared to like uh, the Crash uh, Insane Trilogy that came out uh, a year or so back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it seems it's it's a decent haul this this month. Crash Bandicoot used to give me fucking nightmares, dude. That game was so fucking hard. Uh, I played the <laughs> shit out of it as a kid. The first time I ever experienced it was with with those uh, demo discs that you got from like Pizza Hut as a kid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, speaking uh, yeah. like that was that was like hella nostalgia. Uh, seeing all the Crash Bandicoots uh, being re released with the Insane Trilogy, and yeah, uh, I I need to play them. Yeah, same. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, we got a, a huge kick from my past, dude. I was a huge Star Ocean fan, um, all the way up to the Last Hope, um, and I, I kind of fell off with that game. We have uh, Star Ocean: The Divine Force coming out October twenty seventh, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy because they've barely released any information about it, and they've already got a release date out. Um, yeah, and there are some hella fucking memes about this game right now. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's they're not lying though. They're not lying. Yeah. So if if no one's seen it, uh, what's kind of coming out is they've made the models very kind kind of ultra realistic in a weird anime vibe where everything is really smooth and metallic and like there's no texture inside the skin or anything like that. Their mouths move kind of weird. Yeah. And in the stills it makes them look like blow up dolls. So like everybody's kind of clowning on them hard, but <laughs> it, it, it's well-deserved too. It's well-deserved too. Like I had the same, the same thought, uh, like looking at stills of this game and I just couldn't tell it. I had trouble figuring out like what was off and you're on point. Um, Cause like the, this aesthetic is like, like PSP, ps2 era of Mm -hmm. 3d models where they didn't spend a lot of time trying to texture you know like realistically have like realistic skin texture on your on your characters you know they just did a you know a flat skin color maybe add some shading to give it some depth and things like that and they kind of left it as that do you think Um, maybe it's because they use the layer like the game model for cutscenes versus creating cutscene models that are like a little bit more rich in detail. Honestly, I think they could have done both. They should have done both. They probably should have. But I I will say though, like after seeing it in motion, um, after you kind of get over just kind of like the weird vibe that the, the characters give off just, just because of the way they look. um, It's actually, it's actually decent looking like um, the, the animation and smoothness. I don't, I don't. And the thing is, like you said, you're right. Like, they haven't really given us a lot to go on as far as like this game uh, is concerned. So it's hard to tell if this is more of like a cutscene ish type look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really dug too deep into it, but um, you said that you said you fell off of it. It seems like Star Ocean kind of fell off with you. Because uh, from what I've heard, the last few games are kind of shit. Yeah. So... Yeah. They, 
they didn't stick with me really well. The characters just felt flat. Uh, uh, the old school Star Ocean games fucking ruled. Um, yeah. You know, all the anime cutscenes. Dude, that's kind of what I miss about like old school JRPGs is like this chibi form bullshit running around mm. on world maps, a little bit more open world, uh, a lot more explore, exploration, um, some character building and stuff like that. Um, but just like the visuals. The visuals is what gets me. Um, so hopefully they fix this before release. Uh, yeah. They, they probably don't have time, honestly. They're, you know, October 27th right around the corner, so they're probably in print probably mode. Not. So. I, I was dumb enough to, uh, I was going to completely skip this and get it on a discount. And then uh, Square Enix decided to have like a special edition that has like the soundtrack and uh, a bonus CD with like more music. Yeah. So it's like a four disc soundtrack and then additional like arrangement tracks of I think like previous games or something like that. It's Japan only and my dumbass bought it. So Ooh. we'll see. We'll see. So I have a, a Japanese courier service who made the pre-order through Square Enix's Japan uh, website, and uh, it's gonna cost me. It's gonna probably cost me like sixty bucks to have it shipped here to the states. But I'll fucking do it for you guys. You know, like honestly, in the cutscenes, this this game really, when it's in motion, it looks really fucking good, dude. It does. It, it looks does. so fucking good. It looks good. These screenshots. It, Cause like you're talking about it, I was, and you're, I was like, man, let me just look up and see how much this game costs. I mean, you know, like the deluxe edition or whatever mm-hmm. is sixty dollars. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, that's so. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, that's the standard edition. You can only buy the standard edition on the PS5 on this Square Enix store. That's kind of fucked for North America. Anyway, man, I don't know. This game kind of looks like it's fire. Uh, the main character kind of gives yeah. me uh, uh, vibes of the um, Tells a Destiny. PS1 Ooh. game, uh, the characters okay. stand. Uh, they got the same kind of haircut, but anyways, blonde haired yeah. kid. Anyways, I'm I'm rooting for it, man. I'm yeah. hoping this is a great game. Same, same. Uh, you know, like the new Tales of Destiny game, or not Tales of Destiny, Tales of um, Tales of whatever the Tales game was, Tales of mm. Arise. They came out. I thought that was going to be dog shit. I bought the collector's edition. It's apparently mm. the most fire fucking JRPG that's come out in like years. So Hell yeah, this could be that too. Um, Here's hoping, man. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the right. uh, Sony PSVR two first images. They've been rumoring rumoring this uh, release for a while. We haven't seen shit. Yeah. So we've seen renders. We've seen renders of the controller and the yeah. headset and whatnot. And uh, some uh, some guy on Reddit um, posted a posted an image of the actual hardware. Um, no telling if this is still like prototype or if this is supposed to be just like a uh, a prep run for the eventual release of final hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's coming, and uh, we're probably expecting it to really be. It's probably going to be released um, probably sometime next year. Yeah, probably um, holiday based season. On, based on the based on the specs. This isn't going to be cheap, so um, I'm fully ex- I'm fully expecting this to be on the level of like buying a console. console. Yeah, yeah. five six hundred dollars is what I'm thinking. Uh, Probably. If if yeah. uh, if the picture is all of the hardware, I mean, it's a lot better than the 
a PSVR one. Yes, uh, because that one had a box that you had to connect everything into. It was like 40 fucking cables. This is a little exaggerated. This is probably like 12. Um, <laughs> but it looks like you just have the headset, the two, uh, you know, controllers, uh, one cable, and then yes, it just runs right into your, your PS5. Holy shit, I about spilled my drink. Um, <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. Right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, my floor is getting drunk tonight, boys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, if this thing is backwards compatible, uh, I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, it would be a shame if it's fucking not. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm, I'm actually picking up some PSVR games right now uh, in the hopes that it is. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Like, I can still, I can still find, like, PSVR 1 um, boxes, mm-hmm. like, in stores right now. But the price is still kind of out of control for PSVR 1. So I'm hoping there's, like, a fire sale, like, right before there was- this. There was a sale for them uh, not too long ago where they were, yeah, they were hella fucking cheap, like to the point to where I was like, dude, I might get one Uh, because the PSVR one, if people aren't aware, you can get a, uh, a mod on your PC and you can plug your PSVR one into your PC and use it for steam as well. Um, The downside is, is that it is one of the lowest resolution VR headsets that are currently still in manufacturing. So, Oof. Yeah. yeah, kind of a shame. So we'll see. Oh man, they're like right now it's saying that it's three forty nine. That's, That's fucking super of... expensive. That's stupid expensive. Uh, you might as well just get a fucking Oculus Rift two for that. No shit. Um, oh well, rip rip that idea. But yeah, if it goes on fire sale, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. Um, and then we had oh, a uh, Nintendo's investor meeting uh, revealed yep. recently. So how'd that go? Well. It, it went about as well as it, as uh, people might have expected. I think the only um, the only real kind of like uh, thing that people are latching on to is that I believe, um, at least as far as Nintendo is concerned, I think if you if you own like forty thousand dollars or at least U.S. equivalent uh, of stock, that you're able to participate in the investor meeting itself. And uh, some some crazy dude did that. And basically asked about <clears throat> the possibility of potentially having like some of these old games remade, uh, like an F Zero game, uh, Baton Kaito. I'm not familiar oh, with that. Oh God, series. that was such a good fucking RPG on uh, the GameCube back in the day, dude. Baton Kaito, yeah. that's so fucking sick. So he asked, he asked in the investor meeting about the possibility, and they're just like, ah, check out all these games we're coming out with, though. So they basically shot him down. People are excited about it, thinking like, oh, man, somebody asked the question and they know something's up and these remasters are coming. No, they don't give a fuck. Uh, imagine having $40,000 to waste just to ask a fucking couple questions. I know. And uh, that's so fucking totally, wild to me. And he got completely brushed off. <laughs> he got completely brushed <laughs> off. Let's not lie about it. People, people are trying to grasp at straws about Holy shit. how, like, like, oh, the executives took one look at each other in the eye. They're just like, oh, this guy knows a little something. Ah, we don't want to reveal anything right now. He's no, like that fucking, fucking comic bullshit. strip where the dude just throws him out the fucking window for asking yeah, a question. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, that's basically what it is. Like, they didn't give a fuck. Like, they're just like, oh, but check out all these new titles coming up, you know, in this, the next, you know, fiscal quarter that's coming out. They don't give a fuck. Damn, that's um, funny. They even, I think they even came out and said that, you know, we can't just remake, like, every fucking game that you idiots want us to make. 
you know, it's kind of like a fuck off kind of statement, but like in a, in a like PR friendly, like hey, maybe in the possibility. No, no, they don't give a fuck. Damn. They want to, they want to get that, they want to get the $60 and it's much easier for them to do a $60 on a game like, which they've, they've, uh, they've had rumors that we're supposed to get like a, a Wind Waker, um, Twilight Princess, like bundle with the remake because need it. apparently they do, uh, fuck, I'm spilling shit over here. It's There's every year. Do, yeah, like they're doing uh, Zelda games every year. Yeah. I mean, we had last year we had Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. which I actually I didn't I didn't play the remaster, but I did play the original Wii version, um, and it was actually it's actually kind of dope, dude. I I enjoyed it. Hmm. I enjoyed it. Like even with the um, the motion controls, the, the motion controls. Like I was like I understand why you know people were kind of just like, Ugh. but it made combat kind of fucking interesting though. It did. I and I enjoyed it even as as jank as it could have been. Like, mm-hmm. um, like you know, you I forget, man, I played this barely six months ago and I forgot every fucking thing about it already. But the the main like vampire dude that you kind of meet up a few times, like trying to trying to get your sword in the right position when you kind of you know waggle at it, yeah, kind of fucking sucked. I get why you know people might not have enjoyed that, but from what I've heard, the remaster, you know, it substitutes that with, you know, I think like, um, joystick controls and it's still a little fucking jank anyway. So like, um, yeah, so, I've heard people enjoy it better with motion control. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So we'll see. I- I'm hoping they do a Zelda, Zelda release. I want to play Twilight Princess again. I fucking love Twilight Princess. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, despite, you know, all the, the remake shit, um, the real big thing that people are kind of latching onto is their increased expenditure in raw materials and supplies for the fiscal year that just passed, twenty twenty two. So normally um, it's hovering right around, uh, I think it's like ten billion yen in expenditures on raw materials and supplies. Um, people noted that when they actually did the Switch Lite release and the Switch OLED, when they were um, actually uh, hoarding the supplies, getting you know the hardware together and releasing it um, in 2020, I think those uh, those consoles saw a release uh, last year. So they had a 33 billion yen expenditure. So now Nintendo's sporting a 66 billion expenditure. So, hey, what are they prepping for something? I mean, you they know, might like, be. We did just get fucking debated though with the everybody, you know, expecting a new fucking switch and we just got like a recolor <laughs> of the OLED, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and the interesting thing about that, like nobody saw it coming. Um, I didn't see that shit coming. They took down their fucking videos on YouTube is how people yes, got like So they did. Yeah, they did private those videos and got people speculating hardcore. Um, and then uh the reset era forums uh, we're all, there's actually um, a few people on there that follow some of uh, these Chinese forums because mm-hmm. apparently some some of these people who work in like the Chinese factories where these consoles are being manufactured from these uh, from these companies, right? So um, one of these leakers, uh, very prevalent, uh, seems to have been pretty on point for some stuff. Um, he actually dropped some knowledge about the Splatoon 3 OLED uh, a day before Nintendo announced it. And this dude was like, hey, man, you can, there's uh, there's something coming tomorrow. You know, watch for it. Mm-hmm. 
And bam, here we have Splatoon 3, Switch OLED. Um, and They need to do like, that I'm, shit for like more consoles, to be honest, like they did with honestly, the 3DS. I, I, I wish they would do something for Zelda. Yeah. I wish they would do something for Zelda. I've been waiting for that. The entire like if they would have done something for Skyward Sword, the only thing they did with Skyward Sword was uh, Joy Cons. Joy Cons so, and the uh, the amiibo that fucking and the amiibo. Yeah, the Skyloft. Uh, is it Skyloft? I think it's Zelda yeah. The Skyloft. Skyloft. Yeah. So, I guess you know, cool like amiibos, whatever. Joy Cons, like eh, I'm not really a Joy Con user. If they would have done and the Joy Cons, that they actually look really good. If they had done, we have them. kind of like a similar aesthetic with like the entirety of the Switch. Yeah, like I would have been all over. But no, no, they don't want money. Fine, whatever. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that um, if this Switch Pro gets announced sometime and the Chinese leaker who kind of dropped the uh, Splatoon 3 stuff kind of had something in the back saying, hey, you know, well, there's some stuff coming in September that Nintendo's going to announce. Um, so a lot of speculation about whether this is going to be a Switch Pro. Maybe it's going to be an entirely new console. People don't know where Nintendo's going with this right now. Yeah. So, so we're still waiting on it. Um, we, I say we, but I'm hoping that uh, whatever Nintendo's new stuff, whether it be a entirely new console with new hardware from NVIDIA, or just kind of like an upgrade, like I'll be okay with an upgrade. Same. Mainly because, like, games like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 ran like shit. It was a great game, but it ran like shit. In fact, like, Link's Awakening, this was a remake that they did for Link's Awakening on the Switch. I love Link's Awakening. I played it as a kid on my Game Boy, and yep. I was hyped for it. And for the most part, like, it's it runs pretty, runs pretty well, but there are some spots where you do get, like, hitches and performance issues. Oh, I remember really? you telling me about it because I was super pumped to play it. And you're like, dude, it's about yeah. to be laggy as fuck. Get ready. Yeah. And I was upset. Like the Switch Pro, I mean, the Switch at least has the potential. Like Breath of the Wild, like obviously you go to like, uh, was it the, um, like the woods area where you yeah. get the Master Sword? Like that kind of runs like shit. And like mm -hmm. uh, Mario Odyssey looks great and it runs just equally as well yeah it's and, it's damn near flawless uh yeah. I, I think it's because they didn't try to do like weird stuff like they did in breath of the wild with the the uh forest with uh sun shafts and stuff like that with like yeah. direct lighting uh because those have to get rendered on your body in real time so so you know like i'm i'm hoping that they at least come out with either a faster switch or maybe just an entirely new thing that has backwards compatibility because i want to go back and i want to play some of these games um, and I want to have them run like they, they really should. Cause it's just a shame. Like even like Nintendo, um, games, like I, I can understand like third parties if they want to port like, you know, the newest, the newest game over onto the switch so you can play it portably. I can understand that there's going to be issues. So you're going to have to make mm -hmm. some, some cutbacks, uh, and maybe still have performance issues. Although like, I guess like the portal series, like that's kind of old already. Um, but apparently Portal, the Portal Collection, runs really, really well. And that's great. And I think all games should strive to be that way. And it's still kind of a shame that Nintendo, Nintendo's games, like their IP, doesn't have like that same, like they don't they don't seem to have like that same sort of respect for their own IP yeah. to be performing as kind of dog shit. 
Mm. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, I don't it's I don't believe it's their it's their IP, but Monolith mm. Soft, I believe, is at least exclusive to Nintendo. So yep. hey, like this is a game you can only find on the Switch, and it's gonna kind of run like dog shit. Uh, have fun. Yeah, kind of sucks. So we'll see. Yeah. There's Speaking no of telling if there's oh. no telling if it's gonna come out. I just I just hope they do something. Yeah. Same. 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 I I did give uh, Xenoblade Chronicles One a start. Uh, well, that game is slow as fuck in the beginning. <laughs> so, All of them are like that, dude. Yeah. All of them are like that. So I'm like, hoping it gets, uh, I'm hoping it picks up. I mean, everybody's kind of in love with it. So. Yeah. So Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was my first, was my first Xenoblade Chronicles game. Mm. And I swear, like I was, I was getting tutorials up until like close to the last fight. So they're teaching you shit. They're teaching you shit. All the way through the game, it's going to be really slow in the beginning as they teach you like the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be learning shit all the way up. I to just, the end. I, I just wish it wasn't like that. The uh, pop-ups kind of ruin my immersion, and it makes it feel like a mobile game, which makes me fucking hate it. Uh, <laughs> or it makes it feel like final, like Final Fantasy fourteen. Like every time you do something, you get a pop-up, and I'm just like, dude, fucking quit. Just let me play the game. I'm not going to read your. Cause some of the the pop-ups are like like four screens long and it's it each one of them is like 250 words and you're just like i'm not i'm not reading this i'm absolutely not reading no, this i'll i'll just die agree. i'll just fucking die and then i'll look up a yeah. tutorial um, yeah and i told you i told you already when i got to the final boss of xenoblade chronicles 2 like i had powered through all of the tutorials and i'd gone through the entire game without like mastering each of the <laughs> concepts but i fucking just kept wiping on the final <laughs> boss because i didn't understand that i was supposed to yeah utilize this one mechanic that i didn't need to use for the entirety of the game and i got through fine but apparently it's required at the final boss or else you just fucking die what a shit show awful yeah yeah um but so you did tell me that you were a big fan of final fantasy tactics right it is one of my favorite games uh i play it almost every year to completion so the crazy thing is is like we still haven't find we still haven't found like a final fantasy tactics game like project Triangle Strategy was close. Like that came out for the Switch. It was kind of close. But so the Diofield Chronicle, right? September 22nd, this fucking year, supposed to be a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. What what is your feelings about it? Uh anything that's like a real Final Fantasy Tactics uh kind of new experience, I'm I'm into it. Um Definitely, if it's if it's going to be legit, uh, this is so with me. Final Fantasy Tactics, all three of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Advance, Advance Two, you know the OG, um, the the pixelated graphics, the uh, you know chibi sprites, all that stuff. Those that that style, and, and especially uh, even in uh, Triangle Strategy, I like that style a lot. I don't like the, the style mm-hmm. of. Uh, Diofield, Diofield Chronicles, um, where it's like this shitty 3D rendering. It it feels really cheap. The graphics and the backgrounds look really good. The animations look really good. Uh, The cutscenes look really good. The world map, all that stuff, all of it looks really good until you get into the battles. Um, Really? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I. I don't know if I'm going to be into it, uh, but if it's going to be, oh, and it's not, it's not turn-based. It's a real-time tactical battle. Uh, 
So I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. Like, does that mean like everything happens all at once? So you move all your characters, you plan an action and then things all play out and you just hope that it plays out in your favor. Cause that, that kind of oh, sounds yeah. like dog shit. Um, gotcha. but okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, they're, they don't have any fucking gameplay videos. They just have like screenshots available for it right now. Um, yeah, I think they, I think they might've done like another, another trailer or something like that, uh, to reintroduce the game, mm-hmm. uh, for the, I guess the announcement date for the, for the release. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm going to be, I'm a, I'm a wait and see on this one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's coming out soon, so we won't have, we won't have to wait much, much longer for it. Yeah, it's if it's if it's uh if it's decent, I'll play it. You know, I haven't played Triangle Strategy, so this will have to be like after that because that one just like uh tickles my fancy a little bit with the 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 graphic style, the high fidelity lighting, all that other stuff. Um, and it it leans more to the retro style. Um, in being you know, that's kind of what I'm into. That's probably what I'll play first. Uh, gotcha. All right, all right. So, um, so another thing that's coming back is Lollipop Chainsaw, uh, the remake, which was kind of hinted at uh, about a week or two back. Um, now they've kind of officially announced that hey, it's coming. So, uh, I don't think we still have. I don't think we have a release date or a release window for it yet. Um, but it kind of seems like they're going. They're going full on on it. Um, so, what are your thoughts on it? Did you did you did you play the uh, the original Polypop Chainsaw? Do you know I, anything much about it? I didn't. Uh, I talked about it a little bit in our last episode. Um, mm-hmm. I I remember it coming out, and back in the day, I was really not into. I was not into anime as much as I would like to be, uh, or mm-hmm. like to admit, I guess uh, I was more into. Uh, I I don't know, fucking action movies and shit like that. And so when when Lollipop Chainsaw came out and it looked like some weird anime bullshit, uh, I was just not about it. And I know it's not an anime style, but it has like that, um, you know, over the top, uh, yeah, flagrant Super fucking animations and stuff. Uh, a weird mm-hmm. storyline that just like I couldn't really connect to. Um, Fair enough. And then and then the the. <sighs> say this i'll say it uh i was uh super straight edge and so looking at women uh objectively um and and treating them like sex objects uh and just being like this this bitch is super attractive and i want to be doing uh, you know cartwheels and flips and stuff with a chainsaw i was like i feel like they're objectifying women and i don't want to be a part of that oh yeah dude um but now i'll look at it and i'm just like this game looks fly as fuck uh and it's weird to look at women and say hey you can't be hot and also uh fuck motherfuckers up with uh a chainsaw so you Um, prefer them in the kitchen where they belong no 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 i don't know how many times i can say no to this uh no i think uh I think women are just like, yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, I just want to make it very clear, uh, that I, now, uh, that I'm older, uh, and more educated and, and have met women. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, 
I look at them more as uh, <laughs> this beer's kicking in pretty hard. This 18% don't fuck. <laughs> so uh, this thing don't even wear a condom, dude. I don't even know. Oh, you're going to be. There was no consent. By the end of this one. There was no you're consent gonna... with this beer. This <laughs> this thing's kicking like Jackie Chan, dog. So this, uh, does Jackie Chan kick? I don't know. So they're. I look at I look at women now very specifically in the fact that uh, you know I they're people and if they want to be badasses I mean like Ronda Rousey you know but they, speaking of badasses that's like my top number one badass chick and then number two is probably somebody like uh, you know those bodybuilder chicks and stuff uh, God, what is their name doesn't matter uh, doesn't matter doesn't fucking matter um, Dana Lynn Bailey that's her name so these chicks out here make. They they exceed your expectation of what a woman can do, right? And so gotcha. then you 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 get the you get the chance to like realize like, yeah, fucking James Gunn and Suda Fifty One when they put this game together, they were like, what is the coolest shit that chicks can do? And let's just throw it into a fucking game. And what's the coolest shit that dudes can do? And let's combine that and just what what is a weird uh thing that you wouldn't expect her to be. And maybe that's a cheerleader. And okay. so you, you, you get this preppy preppy chick with pigtails and a cheerleading outfit and a zombie head attached to her side that talks to her and like guides her through the game. And she has a chainsaw and there's rainbows and all this weird shit uh, when you're chopping motherfuckers up. So like, I don't know. I just think uh, visually it's very appealing. Uh, and then it's very, um, uh, off the beaten path in, in terms of like what you would expect to see from like a cheerleader as a, your protagonist and uh, from like what you would expect in like a zombie film. Uh, it's very bright. It's colorful. Like every, it, it subverts all the expectations that you would think you would have for any of these genres uh, or any of these types of characters that you have in a game. So, so that's interesting that you, that you speak about that and maybe this might appeal to your more straight edge version of yourself. From when when this game originally came out, mm -hmm. because it seems like with this remake they're trying to go for a little bit of more of a realistic look, so maybe they're gonna tone down kind of the the anime kind of look for it, which I I don't know if this is this is something they should be attempting to do, um if if this is gonna kind of backfire, especially for people who at least enjoy the original game. The storm so, is here now too. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a little crazy out here, so yeah. I'm hoping. Well, I'm hoping we can get through this without <laughs> with without power going out, dropping. Yeah, because <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. Hello, so, right there. <laughs> so at least the um, at least it seems like they're maybe going to try to like bump up the visuals a little bit and maybe kind of drop a little bit more of the kind of like stylistic uh, part of it to give it a little bit more realistic look. I'm not really too sure what that is going to entail when it Just, finally comes out. Yeah, we'll probably as, find out. I, I, I find that stylized art uh, stands the test of time versus trying yeah. to be realistic. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, ugly fucking pixelated game, still stands the fuck up. Final Fantasy VI still stands the fuck up. World of Warcraft, Really fucking outdated game, really outdated graphics, but has a really good stylized approach to their characters, their environment, all this other stuff. So it feels like it's still kind of modern when you boot it up. So 
I, I, I just even RuneScape motherfuckers still play mm-hmm. RuneScape. I just, that's true. Uh, and it's not, you know, because it has a style. They didn't like go for like some over. People play classic RuneScape more than they play the updated version, where they tried to make the models look more realistic and have them have shading and all this other stuff. I, I hope that they don't go overboard um, in, in terms of like redeveloping the look uh, because that's kind of what yeah. the game is known for, right? I, I completely agree. And it does seem like at least maybe not the original company who did the development for this mm-hmm. game, but it seems like the original people at least, um, they're a part of some some other group. And it seems like they're going to be helming this remake. So hopefully they're not going to go too far in a different direction. Um, the thing is, is like, um, Suda51, uh, he usually is the person who directs these type of projects. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be involved. Uh, James Gunn doesn't seem to be involved. He was involved with the uh, original script and things like that. Um, you, James Gunn probably, you probably don't need him anymore. You know, the script's written. They're going to, if they keep along, uh, with the same story, then, you know, fine. Uh, Suda Fifty One not being a part of it, at least have like some sort of uh, consultant role. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that doesn't mean that the the development team kind of deviates too far from what at least made this game uh, to the point where we actually want a remake for it. So it feels like people missed out on the original release. It has, yeah. It's not part of any backwards compatibility. So. It seems that people are at least interested in this game, or they're uh, wanting it to be available on modern platforms. So hopefully, they take the idea that the original game was great. Let's not fuck with it too much, mm-hmm. and let's just get it out there for modern consoles, clean it up a bit, uh, and make it great. Although, just like any of these remakes, mm-hmm. um, the soundtrack is going to be different. Um, yeah. There's there was licensed music in the original release, and I'm assuming this is going to be probably a maybe not necessarily a budget title, but yeah. you know maybe it'll be like forty bucks or something like that. that so if it's going to be if it's going to be that cheap, you're they're not going to they're not going to spend the money to relicense all the old music. So no. they kept what they could, um, but the soundtrack is going to change. Hopefully that doesn't change the entire mood of the game. That, that sucks because that could be like you remember the old Need for Speed game that had like. Snoop Dogg on there singing like Riders on the Storm. Imagine if that game came back out and you're just like, I cannot wait to be fucking hauling ass in Need for Speed and be like, Riders on the Storm. Like, yeah. that would kind of fucking suck if you're of if you've played this game previously and you're trying to you know relive it. Uh, it could kind of kill the nostalgia factor. Um, but out, outside of that, I mean, like like you said, you got uh, James Gunn and Pseudo Pseudo Fifty One. Uh, for the people who don't know, James Gunn is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Uh, he also made Slither and some other movies. Uh, he's a really good director. He re- he's a really good story writer. Um, I think that you're going to have a good time with that. Uh, and then Suda51, is the, are, they're the the team that made uh, No More Heroes and no Killer, Heroes, Seven, yeah. Killer 7. Uh, yeah. Killer is Dead, all those games. Um so you have uh, two really incredible fucking story writers uh, putting together something uh, and experimenting a lot uh, inside mm-hmm. of this game. So like, uh, regardless of how it looks, 
I think uh, if you haven't played it, you should give it a shot. If you have played it, you know, maybe it would be fun to revisit and see what they've changed. But uh, no, definitely. I, I plan on picking up the original version, I think, like mm-hmm. on, I think maybe the 360. I don't yeah. even have a 360 to play it on. So I need to fix that. If uh, So I'll probably either get the 360 version or maybe I'll just double dip and get the PS3 version. Maybe. And just try to play it out. All right. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, oh, man. So speaking of things popping up from the dead. So, <laughs> oh, God. So Skull and Bones has been kind of like this, this open secret that Ubisoft has had for a while. A long while. A long while. Um, then... They talked about it. Um, apparently, it's gone through some some changes um, about what the gameplay was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of seems like it's been settled on as being like, bitch, I'm on a boat. Like, it seems like that's what this whole game is about. So Just being a pirate finally, on a boat or something? Basically. So they finally did a live stream on July 7th. Um, and it was kind of shit. It was kind of shit. It's it's basically what you expect. It was a it was a um it was a pretty it was a they they did it as a live stream, but you know this was obviously pre prepared. Yeah, this was an obviously pre prepared um uh, presentation. I, I'm not too sure if the gameplay was pre prepared. Uh, I kind of hope it would have been because it was grading it was grading to watch and see them kind of fumble around um the only thing it it seems like this is a slightly more focused pirate game than something like sea of thieves would be okay uh so it seems like you have the ability to um live your life as a fucking pirate captain right so um so do you micromanage a fucking boat I didn't see, that's the thing like it it doesn't even seem like there's a whole bunch of micromanagement it's more of just like they announced yo. this shit in 2017 by the way yeah it's it's holy been a while. fuck so so apparently like you know you start off in like a small i forget what they called it a schoon or something i don't i don't fucking yeah know schoon yeah schooner so or something there like that is a there's essentially a basic boat that you start off with. You have all of the different hub areas, like mm-hmm. ports, um, that you kind of discover over your fucking life as a pirate, right? Yeah. And um, so I guess as you go through the game, you know, you're able to, you know, hire people to be on your boat. You're able to upgrade your boat. Um, you can have different boats. So if you're the kind of person who is more into, like, straight-up combat, they have boats dedicated to more of, like, a combat-oriented type of uh aesthetic or uh type of just like you know it's strong it's stronger at uh combat than it would be as like you know just trying to fly through the ocean to get to different ports and stuff like that there's some that are essentially uh made for sailing so they're faster and have lower combat abilities Mm. so it seems like that's what they're trying to do um right now it kind of feels like they are kind of they didn't really talk too much about uh pvp um, they did say that there are specific like PvP servers that are dedicated yeah. in Skull and Bone. So if you want to go and just blast other other players, um, there are PvP specific servers. Um, but it seems like ideally the game kind of focuses on PvE, and which I'm still not entirely too sure how that's going to work because um, 
and they didn't really go too deep into it. So um, the solo mode has a co-op uh, ability, so you can have multiple people uh, in your instance, and you're basically uh, rolling around, firing on other boats, uh, and then taking their shit. And the crazy thing about it is that, and I don't know if this is something that they're going to uh, expand upon or if this is just how it's going to be, mm-hmm. but once you, I guess, destroy a ship, if you want to call it that, and you want to go plunder it, um, it's basically a cutscene. So I guess you oh, get close enough sucks. to plunder, and then they just play a cutscene where you like go on board and you're like, ah, I'm a pirate, and, like stab bitch, and like, ah, here's my loot, taking it back to my boat. It's essentially a cutscene that happens, and then you're back on your boat and just like, loot. so that you know is, what that. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about the looting aspect this whole time. I've just been thinking about like one, how big the ocean is, right? Like right. there's a lot of fucking water on the planet. Uh, what is it? Two thirds water. Um, mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of empty sea cause boats are really fucking small comparison to the planet. So like you're just cruising around. Are you going to see a lot of fucking boats like just out and out and about? Or are you just like cruising around islands or ports and stuff and just like trying to fuck people up and then like scooting by and then going to like, other ports that's Uh, that's a good question i have no idea how and they didn't really talk about like how big this actual world is yeah it's just like hey we're at port we're about to fuck off and find something to blow up and like hey it's kind of here where we're blowing up and then they they even had like a uh there's like a concept where you can't be too far away from i guess the the boat that you're trying to plunder Mm-hmm. So if it's taking on damage, you have like a very specific area that you're supposed to stay in in order to like get credit. Oh, like a killing. combat zone. Yeah, there is like a combat zone. So who knows, like if you're just going to be out on the open sea and then you're just going to be finding this stuff or if it's more like uh, a kind of like a questish type thing where you're going to be running like you know, like a fetch quest or something like that. Like, oh, you know, this this pirate came through and like, ah, uh, you know, I heard rumors that he's got all this stuff on his boat and I heard he was going to like this port. And you're just like, fucking set sail, bitch. Let's fucking go. Well, yeah. But I what? mean, regardless, this is, that's essentially all the gameplay they got. Yeah. Like, I'm on port. I'm going to hire some crew to get on my boat to fire cannons or do with a, whatever the fuck. I want to upgrade my boat and then I'm going to just find shit on there on this open sea blast them get my loot and then like okay now what go to the next port find better equipment i don't know all i can say is one the graphics look pretty fucking good uh from the screenshots but they gotta look incredible in real time because like only thing you get to see is water for the most of the game Mm -hmm. water skybox and then occasionally a, some land mass off in the distance. You're obviously not like going to be going out on, on land unless it's like cutscene type of shit to like unload or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the looting aspect seems kind of fucking uh, ridiculous to me. It feels like some MMO bullshit. Excuse me, some MMO bullshit where uh, you you click and it's like loot all this shit or just take their gunpowder. You know, you get a cutscene yeah. to like enforce that behavior. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think if you're, you know, into Assassin's Creed pirates and you really fucking like the ship aspect and the management, maybe this game could be cool. Uh, if not, then maybe it might be, you know, if you're not into pirates, like you're not like 
a diehard fucking Pirates of the Caribbean fan, uh, and maybe you don't have like a you know a ship uh, navigational star uh, tattooed on top of, uh, on your skin somewhere, maybe maybe you just fucking avoid this game. Uh, Ugh, I, I'm gonna avoid it anyways. I want to talk about something <laughs> that I'm actually excited about. Yeah, what uh, is that? Fuck this game. So okay, so I think the. I think the last podcast, or maybe the one prior to that, um, we had talked about um, the possibility of Sony announcing a state of play to give a release date for God of War Ragnarok. Yep. Um, the state of play ended up being incorrect, so they did not have a state of play. It was essentially a blog post with uh, produced YouTube videos. Okay. Um, and it was essentially a new trailer um, featuring the main characters. You have mm -hmm. Atreus, and you have, uh, fuck, did I forget? God of War. We're going to call him God of War. I don't fucking remember. Kratos? Kratos. Fine, whatever. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, on the last episode we talked about this, I was like, you know, the God of War dude, the guy like from God of War, the main character. God of War, man. <laughs> you know, like I forgot his name too. So. <laughs> Well, to your credit right now, you are drinking on 18%. Mine's just a measly 8.6. So I should have known that because yeah. I played God of War, was it 2018 uh, mm -hmm. when it came out? I played it. I fucking loved it. So I should have known. Kratos, thank you, sir. You're welcome. So God of War Ragnarok is finally announced for November 9th. And in fact, so originally they thought it was going to take over um, Starfield's November 11th release date, where it mm -hmm. eventually got moved out to like the first quarter of 2023. So we thought like, oh, God of War Ragnarok, they're going to be kind of like, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be kind of like assholes and like, yo, were you expecting something on a no November 11th, a good game on November 11th coming out? Don't what worry, it's us. God of War Ragnarok, bitch. <laughs> Why don't you be Kratos and just stomp holes yeah. and motherfuckers? But apparently, um, they decided to release it on the 9th. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they wanted to be nice about it and not release it on November 11th, because that's that's a Friday, and that's where most people, uh, or most companies at least, release games. And but, and it's when motherfuckers get paid. That that's the big deal. That's, that's the big deal. So they said that the reason why they did it for November's, November 9th is because it's Wednesday, and that's Odin's Day, bitch. So they tried to, they tried to, but they tried to claim that the reason why it's releasing on is Wednesday, in this game. Yeah. So they're trying to, they're trying to like, what? They're trying to do like kind of like a, a just like, no, 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 totally. Cause you know, like this, uh, the mythology and shit, Odin's Day, bitch. What? Like that makes sense. That's why we would do it. Why? Who knows if that's true or not? Why, but, why, why did they not release it on Thursday? Literally Thursday. These Thursday. So, I don't know if you know they, that. Thursday and Thursday are the same day. So the crazy thing is, is like we know that Thor is going to be in Ragnarok. Yeah. So, and it's not going to be. It's definitely not. Uh, who the fuck plays Thor? I I am completely blanking on all these people who plays Thor right now in the in the Marvel universe. We're talking about that Channing that Tatum. Dude? I'm just no, kidding. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Even I know that. Even I know that. I fucking it's uh those brothers uh it's the attractive one of the brothers I forget his fucking name god damn yeah so we're not having we're not having like chiseled ab Thor <laughs> we're we got gut Thor 
we got Bad yeah we got dad we got dad bod thor uh yeah, we got dad bod thor coming through so and we like, got this, dwarves this so we got all kinds of shit in this game uh like they got the fucking uh the, so there's multiple editions of this game when i was when i was looking it up i was like man which did you did you buy one yet they haven't they haven't done they haven't done a oh that's right that's right for that so it's supposed to be i think july 15th something like that i think it's like this week or next yeah, week i think it's this week um but yeah like no i agree and so here's here's the thing that pisses me the fuck off all right let's hear everybody it. everybody was complaining about that the collector's edition is only coming coming with digital download codes only so there's no physical disc and i'm the oh, fucking I did idiot. See I'm, that. The, I'm the kind of fucking idiot who's gonna buy a physical edition and and a collector's edition but here's what pisses me off here's what pisses me off so you have so you, you have the launch edition uh, so that's just the straight up either ps4 disc for 60 the ps5 or 70. If you get the PS4, you can upgrade to the PS5 for 10 bucks. Kind of shitty, but hey, you know, that's what Sony's been doing. You have a digital deluxe, which includes some like cosmetic items, which I, I think most of them can be unlocked during normal gameplay. So uh you get to start with it early. I don't know if I don't know if that's gonna be an extra cost. We haven't get we haven't gotten any prices on any of this yet. So uh we don't know how expensive this shit's gonna be. I'm assuming like the collectors and and the Jotnar edition, whatever mm-hmm. they're called. Uh, that's going to be like probably collectors. I would say maybe like one forty nine, one ninety nine. Jotnar is probably going to be like two fifty. I guarantee. The anyway. the Jotnar, it's got me fucking hyped though. That cloth so, map. Yes. Oh so, baby. So the collector's edition, um, which Jotnar is going to have all of it, uh, in addition to some other stuff that only the Jotnar edition has. So collector's edition. So you have like a collector's box, a knowledge keeper shrine, sixteen uh, inch Mjolnir replica uh, hammer. And here, here's here's what pisses me off. So you get a dwarven dice die set, which is kind of like mimicking kind of like a wood carving type of die set. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jotnar edition. Can I, can I ask you a question? Dice. And it had, well, what's up? So dwarves, what are they known for? They're no, they're known for they 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 mine. They love they love fucking stones and shit. They love money. They love they love getting their shit. They love like intricate stuff. You know what I mean? Why is it made out of wood then? This I motherfucker lives in mountains. Regardless. <laughs> and so maybe this is like maybe this is like this is like hood dwarves, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These these dwarves are Yeah, these these dwarves got kicked out and they've been hanging out with wood elves and shit. You know, they're probably doing meth and shit. You know what I mean? These saying? are the trailer so, park dwarves. <laughs> trailer park dwarves. <laughs> it. It they, is a white trash. They they hanging out in Cary, North dude. Carolina, doing meth and going to limited run games to, uh, physical <laughs> store. So the collector's edition contains the dwarf and dice set, which is supposed to be wooden based. Yeah. Uh, you have these two inch uh, veneer twins carving. So it's like little little um, little statue carvings. Uh, a steelbook case, uh, cosmetic items. The steelbook blah, case blah, blah, that doesn't have a game. PS4 theme, <laughs> digital digital soundtrack. The Jotnar edition has the Idrisil cloth map, which, as you said, is dope. Yep. But instead of the Dwarven die set, you get something called Brock's die set. And from what I remember, I think uh, Brock is one of the uh, one of the Dwarven um, merchants that you okay. that you met during the first game. Brock's die set is more of like a metallic key so this is like what you would consider 
maybe like a traditional dwarven thing. So, you know, it's I think it's supposed to be some sort of like metallic y fancy die set. Ooh. So if you want both die sets, you have to buy both collector's editions. That's so you're actually yeah, you're actually missing out on one item to get a what they consider upgraded version of it in the Jotnar edition. So do you think these dice are even balanced? Doubtful. This is like, and so the thing is, like, if you read the description, they're like metallic like, wooden like. So, you know, this is all probably built out oh, of the same material. Oh, they're just resin. It's it's built out of the same material. It's just different, different, uh, different paintings, basically. So I bet you they both feel the same. It's just the the type of paint that they use to actually uh uh create the the look of the dice, just slightly different. That's probably all it is. So I mean, between the two sets, the only thing that's like got me pumped is honestly maybe the vinyl record. Yes. Uh, so that that put, that put it over the top for me. Yeah. So um, the Jotnar edition also includes like a a ring that you're that you also get and a pin set featuring a falcon, bear, and wolf, which is supposed to represent the the three main characters. So that's um, Freya, uh, Kratos, and I believe Atreus. So so we'll see about that and the seven inch vinyl record. Um, that contains a couple of tracks from the soundtrack. Um, that really is like the reason why I'm going with Jotnar. Okay. So, so that's that's basically a rundown of what's coming in there. Um, no, no idea about the price. Um, I want to say like I even wrote down because I'm a I'm a fucking nerd who loves who loves paying <laughs> way too much for this for this knickknack bullshit. Have you? I actually created a reminder to, to order it. Have you noticed, uh, like collectors' editions are getting more and more slim and shitty with what they're, uh, uh, giving us as fans, and also on top of that, uh, becoming more and more fucking expensive. Dude, like a lot of this stuff, like especially if you were a fucking nerd back in the day, like in mm-hmm. the nineties, a lot of this shit was just standard. Yeah, your purchase so, the game. Like this fucking cloth map uh, gets me pumped because of the uh, God. What was it? Um, fuck, dude, I can't remember. It's a PS One game with like uh, Dragonair, Dine, and all this other shit. Uh, Lunar Silver Star Story Ooh, Complete. Yeah, uh, they came with cloth maps. These fucking thick, hardbound fucking books. Uh, all these like other little knickknacks and doodads. Even the books had like uh silk ribbons and shit in them for like your page uh bookmarks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, your bookmarks yeah. and stuff. Like it was so fucking Man. sick, dude. And those were sixty fucking dollars, you know, because they were just like, Yeah, whatever, we've sold this game before. You know, we'll re-release it on like a different console with like some new shit and like try to get you into it. Um it's a, it's a goddamn shame, honestly. And um, and the worst part is that I'm getting close to spending about two hundred plus for both. Uh, is it, so Lunar had two releases on the PS One, like the it same did. kind of set. Lunar right? one and two, and so they had they both had like special editions that were like in a in like a box that had ex- all the shit inside you, of it, right? Do you not have Lunar two? I don't have either one. Oh, I have like the I, PSB version. I got drunk and bought two versions of Lunar two that are both. Uh, full complete inbox if you want one <laughs> so so there's another thing that um i don't know if i don't know if i've told you uh-huh um 
I have a real big problem with prostates. Well, no, I check every day, <laughs> sometimes multiple times a day, just in case. That's the kind of guy I am. Yeah, I, feel I have I have a big issue with um, just con- just condition on these older items. Yeah, like you can't see it now, but uh, at some point, once I get the game room set up, you'll realize. Well, no, I you've seen. You, I've seen some of your you, stuff. You, you it's been a while. Like, you remember when you guys came over, you and your wife, and uh, I was sitting there just getting high at, yeah, I at do the remember house, that. and I had, uh, I think, Super Mario All-Stars in box, yep. and the box is fucking clean. It has, like, the manual, which is, like, in crisp fucking condition. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of asshole I am. You want to know something? If it's, what? So these these boxes that you get that are sometimes, mm-hmm. like, a little dinged and stuff, I found a really cool way to fix them. This is a little bit off topic with what the shit that we're trying to do on the podcast, but you can take a, um, you put them in like a, you flatten out the cardboard box mm-hmm. and you put it in like a, a damp, uh, bed sheet or fucking uh, pillowcase and you iron it on like a medium to low heat and it cleans up all of the creases that other users have put into like the, you know, the opening flap and all this other gotcha. stuff. If, oh, flattens them out but then you can just take like a black marker and run it around the edges if it's like a black case or like get a marker that's really close to the color and boom it it looks brand fucking new it's crazy as shit you triggered me dude you triggered me with the with the marker stuff the marker stuff kind of sucks uh but that's what the restoration community is doing there's like professional rest uh box restorers uh out there who do this then that's their process and this is why i'll probably pay like fifty to one hundred dollars more. If you're lucky, if it's a, that cheap, a, a typical. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm talking about two hundred dollars plus an extra fifty to yeah, one hundred. Yeah. Depending on the quality, because the, mm-hmm. from what I noticed, at least with the lunar, um, those boxes, boxes are fucked, dude. So they are fucked. There's a lot of like edge wear. Yeah. So where like they've started to kind of like uh you know like the it's it's become like the cardboard I guess has been exposed at the corners and mm-hmm. so it's starting to like puff out. Yep. And, you know, you know, humidity because, yeah. So I've been noticing a lot of that. Um, I actually came close to actually getting both in pristine condition because, mm-hmm. like, I'm the kind of asshole who that's will, like $300 um, a pop for those. I will. Um, so I, I, I watch eBay auctions like a fucking hawk. And Same. every once in a while, I'll find like a item that's in pristine condition. I'm just like, hey, let me see what else this motherfucker is selling. And it'll be the exact same for everything else. Yep. And I'll end up buying way more stuff than I planned just because this <laughs> dude has kept his shit in pristine condition. It's yeah. like, I'm never going to play this game, but God damn, does it look good? It is in great condition. When I'm going to fucking buy it. When you do that, do you, do you ever look at like what state they're shipping from? Like, is it, are they all landlocked states? No. Well, I think the last, the last one that I went through, I want to say that this dude was from Cali. Oh, well, everything dude was from Cali. Everything that I've bought recently is from like the Northeast. So from like Pennsylvania and like New York and shit. Uh, so I don't, I don't, and they've all been like kind of like mediocre quality. Uh, one, one of my Lunar 2 boxes literally smells like it came from a house that all they do is just chain smoke cigarettes. It kind of <laughs> fucking grossed me out. Like I opened it out of the box and I was like, oh God, this smells like mildew and cigarettes, dude. Dude, um, I, I once bought a uh, I once bought a CD 
I once bought a, like a I once bought a CD album, um, just a regular CD album. Uh, I just I just wanted it because it looked like it was in decent quality, and uh, it was just packed by itself in like uh, one of those little bubble wrap mailers. And as yeah. soon as I open it up, just a waft of weed <laughs> smoke that came out of that motherfucker. Did you like, buy like Grand Theft Auto? Place. <laughs> no, it was all right. So I'll tell you. So I, I I'm really big into collecting physical CDs. And mm-hmm. There's gonna be there's a video of all this shit will be coming out at some point once I get all my shit together. But so it was. So I'm really big into Southern rap. So Eight Ball and MJG. Okay. So they had a great album that came out. I just wanted to own it physically, just because. Like, uh, why the fuck not? And I bought it, and I got it, and I opened it up, and it's like this motherfucker smells like fucking weed like straight up i could smell it in the fucking package like it wafted out like i didn't have to pull it out to, to start to smell it oh yeah it, it attacked my nose as soon as i opened up the package and the fucking the entire fucking cd the case the little manual the disc itself all oh like shit weed for about a fucking week did you buy it out of like the it 12th war- or 8th ward or whatever like holy you know, shit! I I don't know I don't know I didn't I bought through eBay I do most of my, oh my shit through eBay so there's no telling like obviously <laughs> this dude was this dude was probably smoking a blunt just like ah this motherfucker I gotta ship it out like I don't know how much weed do you have to smoke for a crystal fucking CD case so to like get imbued with marijuana? My guess is that a and lot. this is something I would have done when I was when I was probably younger in my twenties. He probably had this CD just probably car. loose in his car. And this motherfucker probably rolls around and just smokes a joint or smokes a blunt listening to music. And he was just yeah. like, I don't listen to this fucking CD anymore. Let me fucking sell it. And it's been stashed inside of his vehicle, just absorbing that weed smoke for God knows how long he's had it in there. Damn, That's dude. probably how it happened. Weed is skunky uh, as fuck, man. Uh, it is. And it's very, it's very... Uh, it sticks. It's not something. It's not something that you can be like, "Oh, is this cigarette?" No, that was fucking weed, bro. Yeah, like we, it's so st- it's so skunky. You can definitely tell when it's weed. We went to uh, see Tom Segura uh, mm. just on on the July Fourth weekend. So July third, we went to go see him. Um, and we were just walking around and uh, outside, like on the concourse. So it's like an open air concourse uh, at this uh, venue that we were at in Austin, Texas. Right, and. Uh, we were Janie was like, "Oh, let's just go see what all all the other areas are." And I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! These guys are just pounding fucking up here." And she's like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "You don't smell it." She's like, "I smell something. I'm not sure what the fuck it is." I was like, "Oh, that's weed." These motherfuckers are blasting fucking blunts and fucking vapes, like up here. Uh, so, you know that uh that smell that smell sticks around. Um. It really does. So. It's very, it's very noticeable. If yep. you, if you know what it is, you can identify it almost immediately. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, there's nothing anywhere. that smells like weed. Nope. No. Definitely not. Uh, All right. All right. I think we've gotten off topic. So, just a <laughs> caveat: if anybody watches this from work, I obviously don't smoke weed. Uh, I just know people who smoke weed. So. No, no, no. Like, I think I told you about it one time, <laughs> and you're just like, oh no, like yeah. Like, I think uh, I was in the vehicle and we had passed, you know, like, you know, you know, skunks on the road. Whenever you smell, it's like, oh, that's kind of pungent. It's like, it's like weed. And you're just like, oh, really? Didn't know that. And I was just like, yeah, now you know. Yeah, you now know. I know. With, with the rainbow, the more you know. So, yeah. There you go. Maybe I'll exactly. edit that in here. I probably won't. 
right. So what we got next? We got Mario's and Rabbids presentation finally fucking right. happened, right? So yeah, so uh, Ubisoft in uh, in combination with the uh, their garbage Skull and Bones mm-hmm. uh, presentation, I think a week prior they did a presentation for Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. So the the only thing the only thing to uh, basically talk about. Uh, the new Mario and, Mario and Rabbids game that's coming out is it basically showed off their new movement system. So prior, which looks cool uh, I think fuck. I had talked to you about it because you were a garbage person who didn't yep. play the original Mario and Rabbids. That's true. And I, I want to apologize for calling you just garbage and just a, a dumbass for not doing it. I accept but your you apology. Really you should I, really play it, dude. I'm I'm gonna play it. It looks really good. Uh, I. I like the original system, like from the looks out of it. Uh, I, I'm opposed to strategy RPGs doing what uh, this game is doing, and it's it's probably because I'm old uh, and I don't want to conform to new systems where things can move in 3D space uh, unhindered. And this is yeah. this is that this they're getting rid of the grid, so like. You have a range-based yeah. system for your attacks, and so you have to be within a certain range instead of in, within a certain number of squares. And I don't think of things as meters. I think of things as I need to be three squares or an L-shape, you know, like chess, away from a, an opponent to, to complete a move. Agreed. And I'm... I've already ordered the gold edition from GameStop. So Bless your heart. Fuck me. Um... I, I really enjoyed the original grid best grid grid based movement system. I'm optimistic for this. Um, the grid based move, movement system was definitely um, more limiting. So if you were the kind of person who wasn't really into strategy games, being limited to like specific types of movements, like it would be um, there would be like some areas like if you were to if you wanted to do something like. Um, so let's say that you had to, and I, I want to say that there are, either there were like achievements or maybe there were like special maps that you could play outside of just like the main story. Yeah. Where you have to beat this beat this uh, scenario within like a limited number of moves. So what would happen is that you had to, you had to like efficient, be efficient with how you move your characters. Yeah. So like if you wanted to move uh, like into, like let's say you wanted to do a pipe to warp to a different area of the map. Like you could literally not move far enough in mm-hmm. your previous turn where you were sitting like right outside where that pipe was supposed to be, and it was just like just tickling your balls, saying like, "Yeah, yeah, if you had bad. Just, you had just been a little bit more efficient with your previous move, you know, you could you could have had all of this, mm-hmm. but you're not. So you're stuck outside, and there's nothing you can do about it. And sometimes it even leads to very terrible situations where you just get completely shit. Yeah, hey, you other, get fucking ruined. Right. So. I'm not too sure how this is going to work. Uh, the so there's going to be a grid based. Um, they're moving away from the grid based movement system to more of like a area of oh, an area of movement. Here. So you get like yeah. 13 meters or something like that to move yeah. in like a so circle. I, I'm not too sure what they're going to do as far as like maybe they're going to limit like maybe you're going to have like action points. Yeah. So you have the ability to move wherever you want, but if you want to take like certain actions, you can only do like X number of actions, you know, per turn. Right. So maybe they'll let you just kind of like run around like a dumbass and then maybe, you know, pop two shots off 
and then get into like cover or something like oh, that. Oh, I guess that's why in their presentation they showed like three people moving and then one person just standing still and like doing an action. Uh, yeah, so it was so, like, go jump on this person. So that counts as, a, as an action. Uh, get into cover behind like a rock. The next person does the same thing, uh, but for a different rock. And the third person shoots three different people to finish off their HP. Yeah, so we'll see. Like, I, I'm i not, I hate strategy because I hate knowing that uh, it's, it, there's a large learning curve if you're not, yeah, there if you're not into these, yeah. if you're not into these type of games. And so that learning curve is, and the weird part is like, I'm the kind of person who uh, puts shit on hard mode just because I'm a, a masochist, mm-hmm. but apparently like turn-based strategy where it's like grid-based is apparently a bridge too far for me for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but who knows? We'll see. Um, I forget when the game's coming out. Um, I think it's in like September. Yeah, it's it's this year. Uh, it's real soon. Because uh, I remember us saying so, that it's like October, it's October twentieth. So it's it's a uh, lot. Maybe yeah. not as soon. Maybe not as soon I mean, as I as I thought. But it's it's close. It's close. I mean it's that's a few that's away. that's soon enough. If like you're not you don't have something currently uh, dominating your your. Uh, your your play log, uh, you know, playing the previous one could be a good time, uh, for sure. To to knock that out, play something short, and then pop into uh, Mario and Rabbids, uh, the new one. Yeah. Uh let's see. So, um, a little bit more information about Crisis Core Reunion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, IGN put out an article, uh, that had a um interview, I, I believe, with the team who is doing the uh, the remake, and yeah. so. Um, I think we had kind of speculated maybe adding that reunion subtitle to the Crisis Core game um, maybe meant that they were going to do some retconning with uh, the the original story. Which, by the way, I did finish the original PSP version. Oh, um, congrats! Yeah. So how was that uh, last boss fight? We talked about it a little bit before. It was it was fine. So I'm again like I'm the kind of person who uh, the uh, what do you call it the um, the missions. Mm-hmm. Um, you did all the missions that you have. I did as many as I could. Um, so I was vastly overleveled, I believe. Um, my all my materia. So like I was doing like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage. Jesus. Like, all of my tasks. Yeah. So I blasted through the last boss. Um, and Jill fucked me up, dude. And Jill. Um, I. You know what? Honestly, I wasn't that. I wasn't much of a fan of his character. Hmm. That's maybe maybe we'll talk about that next podcast. Yeah, yeah. I have, well, a lot of things I, about, I have a lot of things I want to talk about as far as Crisis Core is concerned because I as I will say that I did enjoy the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really enjoy the introduction of Angeal uh, and the the director person. I forget what his name is. I forgot. Um, it's been so fucking yeah. long. So, and I also have a little bit of issue with how they portrayed uh, Sephiroth as well. Um, I agree. But I, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. I'd love for to sure. Talk to you about it since uh, since you, you definitely played it, and uh, also it's it's definitely early two thousands, just like metal guitars and shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it got a little old for sure. So for people who um, don't know, Crisis Core is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII where you play as a, a character who was mentioned for just a moment in that game who kind of builds on like what it is to be a soldier, which is a 
regiment right. of Shinra that you don't really get any insight of, uh, except for, yeah, you get to, you get to see it a little bit through, uh, clouds memories, uh, right. through final fantasy seven, but then right. you get to play crisis core, which tells you that cloud is all fucked up. Uh, and he's remembering the life of someone else. So, well, you, you get a, you get a bit of that in the original final fantasy. Yeah, you so. do. So you, you realize that, this piece of shit like he's taking credit for all this stuff that somebody else did like um and i think he i think there are some um some implications i guess in the original ff7 when you go to nibelheim that you know he doesn't want to talk to tifa um mainly because uh he failed you learn, you learn through the course of the game that he's kind of uh ashamed that he yes. wasn't he wasn't returning to his hometown as like some big shinra first class no. you know soldier he's just some like you know just he's a bullshit he's, dude yeah he's not he's not even he's not the he's not what he wanted to be and mm -hmm. that's like so anime type shit uh and it kind of it frustrates me and that's maybe just me being older um but uh, i think we'll it could be a cultural difference too just from like a japanese standpoint yeah, to like, like oh, an american standpoint shame shame i you always know, shame. always wanted to be a uh, an astronaut, but I became a user interface uh, experience engineer instead. <laughs> wow. Can't even show your face back at your hometown. No, I, I literally don't even go back to, to see my friends because they're like, I cannot believe you're not a millionaire right now. So Jesus. Um, but yeah. So no new story elements. So they're not going to fuck up with the story. Um, although it does seem like, I think uh, I won't talk about the, the rebirth, uh, not the rebirth, but the remake ending for FF seven. Yeah, so please don't. There's, there's some implications because of that. So um, please play FF7 Remake. If you don't even have to play Integrate, just play the original FF7 Remake. I will, I will. If you remember, if you remember the original FF7 story, it's going to kind of deviate a bit as you play through the remake, and you're going to be like, what the fuck I, yeah, is going it, on? Yeah, because I've played a bit. I, I think I got like 10 hours in or something like that, and I was just like... 10? hours maybe maybe wow. 15 something like that it, it's not a lot and i was just like this story is already so different that i kind of don't give a fuck and and i put Ooh. it down and i haven't touched I, it in years i i i can i can see that i can see that anyways we'll, like, we'll probably talk about this more yeah uh next one uh, next pod when we get a little bit deeper into my experience with crisis core okay um so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and finish up uh we we are we are getting close to the end anyways. So um, the only other thing that I really wanted to talk about, as far as like what's coming, what's coming up, is uh, RoboCop Rogue City. So this one kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Uh, it's supposed to be releasing June uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. um, the crazy thing about it is they actually got the original actor to do voice lines for. No way. RoboCop. Yes. Oh, it is. It's so fucking good. Well. At least his voice lines in there are so yeah. fucking good because you're just like, this is fucking Robocop, dude. Like, I am all in. Uh, and on top of that, they are they are keeping to so and the thing is, like, I don't really know if this is gonna be like a city or not a city. So it's called Rogue City, but I don't know if this is gonna be just like kind of like um like Spider-Man situation or scenario during the original Robocop movie. Mm -hmm. So maybe it'll it, so it seems like it kind of takes place in that kind of timeline because if you look at the if you look at the gameplay and some of the cutscenes, it seems like it's carrying that whole like eighties aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, so it kind of it kind of feels like we're gonna be kind of jumping back into RoboCop 
the original RoboCop and maybe going through like um, another story or whatever, you know, something that he might have done during the course of his time um, as a cop during that that whole thing. The only thing that kind of bothers me about this is that, well, so obvious, it's an FPS, so it's a shooter. And it looks like they put a lot of money into um, cutscenes, maybe CGI stuff, because uh, it looks really good. Um, however, when you go into the actual gameplay, uh, the, well, at least the gameplay that they showed uh, during this initial release, this initial teaser, I'm a little concerned that this is probably going to be... It's not a AAA game. Maybe double A. And I'm kind of concerned that it's going to be kind of shit. But I have a feeling it's going to get by just on the fact that the uh, original actor is doing the voice mm -hmm. and the CGI is probably going to be pretty on point. But I have a feeling the gameplay is maybe going to suck. I'm hoping not. Um, but we'll hopefully we'll know more as we get closer to the release date. I'm keeping my eye on this for sure. Okay. I mean... I don't know. It seems like it could be fun. Uh, what you don't have on here that I I, I added earlier, but I took out because we're talking about like fucking eighties, nineties, nostalgia trips. They also showed an untitled uh, Terminator survival game that's based on really? trying to survive. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have a. It, they just released a trailer for it, uh, and all you're trying to do is survive uh, Judgment Day. Really? So yeah, okay. so like Ark Survival, you know that type of survival game, but you as a human versus Terminators. Uh, so oh, okay. So I did hear about a uh, a new Terminator game releasing, mm -hmm. but you just kind of got me a little bit more interested in that. I, I didn't, I wasn't really, I wasn't really about it, but you've actually given me a, a reason to potentially check this out. Yeah, because like the idea that it's yeah, the idea that it's like a survival fucking game versus just like yeah. show sure. up and like F FPS your way through Terminators, which doesn't seem you know realistic at all. Like they're fucking robots; they're gonna kill you. Um, I I don't know. It seems like something could that could be kind of cool. Uh, so this with RoboCop, it seems like you know, on, honestly, when you look at fashion, you look at everything else that's happening in the world right now. Uh. It's not a not a serious uh, issue. It's uh, very much uh, late '80s, early '90s. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to start hitting the 2000s. So things are starting to um, regurgitate over and over and over again. Um, we're fucking old, dude. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to start to see these types of uh, IPs re uh, come up. You know, just like uh, the Ninja Turtles one. Uh, uh, just before that was uh, Power Rangers fighting game so yeah you're gonna start to see this shit over and over again uh so you know kind of get used to it uh not gonna had... lie i think the uh the uh, at least the um the judgment day scenes in terminator 2 were probably the best the best part of it like, yeah that whole entire world we didn't get to visit a lot of it but it seemed super out of control mm -hmm. and um I'm hoping that's what this game is going to be. I hope so too. I hope it's you're literally just a fucking person who survived the explosions, the nukes, and everything else, and you're just like roaming around. I hope you're not like an uh, attached to some fucking uh, you know military unit, and you already have weapons. I hope it's like you're literally just a fucking person, 
and you're in suburbia in an area like in, you know, uh, South Dakota where the robots are just like, everybody there's fucking retarded who gives a shit. Uh, so what they got, uh, ketchup flavored Lay's potato chips. Um, we don't give a shit. Uh, it seems like so, you have some deep-seated hatred about look, something that here. I don't think this has anything to do with Terminator, dude. Uh, here's the deal, man. So, like, the landlocked states in the middle of the U.S. get um, because this is where all the manufacturers are. They get like all the best sodas and all the best potato chip flavors as like a run. So they'll release them for a year over there, and they get to try them out. And if they they sell poorly, they just don't go nationally. Oh. So they get like really crazy stuff at their grocery stores that we just never fucking see anywhere else. So uh, you're in the south though, so you get the spicy stuff that a lot of people up north with their fragile taste buds aren't able to get. That's so, true. Uh, are you in the spicy stuff though? I'm starting to get a little bit more into it. Uh, you know, growing up in North Carolina where everything was boiled chicken uh, or like liver mush. Liver mush was like the spiciest thing that I ever ate. Um, that sounds terrible. What the fuck is liver mush? Liver mush is literally liver that's been mushed up with like uh, red peppers. Um, that sounds awful. You shut your goddamn mouth. That shit is delicious when you fry in a pan full of butter. Um, oh, okay, look, so you added the butter there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Let's get off of our uh, you know disdain for like <laughs> anyway, different so, areas. Yeah. So we, we talked. We talk about these games that we're yeah. kind of interested in. Um, so what else are you interested uh, that's coming up soon? So, well, not something that's coming up soon that just came out. Uh, so Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak just came out uh, June 30th. Uh, right. I haven't got a chance to play it. Obviously, I've been out of town for a little bit. Uh, right. And I'm working on, you know, my backlog of uh, Xenoblade uh, Episode 1 or 1, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, so I'm playing through that, uh, and I'm pretty early into it. So I'm, I'm hoping that I can just start like casually playing through Monster Hunter Rise in between, you know, when I, when I kind of get bored of playing a JRPG or something like that. Um, there's also Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. Such a fucking long title. It's just literally Klonoa 1 and 2 remastered with new audio, new visuals and stuff like that. Klonoa is a 2.5D side-scroller uh, uh, platformer game. You play as a, uh, a little... Um, anthropomorphic uh character uh your protagonist has like a ring that allows you to attach to things and like grip around and like shoot through stuff uh it's pretty fun uh on to other anthropomorphic games you got fist f-i-s-t which comes out july 12th which is a humanoid rabbit with a gigantic robot fist that's attached to the back on a backpack and it's a uh side-scrolling beat-em-up platformer it looks really good. Uh, I don't know much about it, but it's something uh, okay. that I'll probably give a shot. Um, it looks like it's probably going to be a short game, similar to like you know any other side scroller or beat 'em up. You know, two to eight hours. Um, then we got like a weird mashup with the Three Kingdoms, so like a a series of like you know, uh, was this like is Three Kingdoms? Is that the uh, is that like um kingdom is it like a kingdom strategy game where you're like maintaining your kingdom or is it like more of like a uh turn-based kind of like a tactics both. game both both so, so okay, you're managing your kingdom and then you're you're defeating other kingdoms and shit sort of yeah so you so there's one that's very similar to like the muso game so like you run around and beat up people but you play as like 
generals and stuff from like the Asian empires from back in the day. So you'll have like different empires that you, you, uh, and I guess those, those, uh, people just show up. Um, right. anyway, so you have that mixed with river city ransom. So you have the Cuneo boys, uh, playing, uh, they're back inside of feudal Japan. Uh, we have a river city ransom style side scroller beat em up where you have not just the two Cuneo boys, but you have 24 playable characters that have individual move sets. So that seems really fucking insane. I don't know how they're going to balance that. Um, I don't know how many players are going to be available inside of that. I imagine four, um, but at a minimum, it'll be two player. Um, And that comes out July 21st. I'll probably play that just because I really like River City Ransom uh, and all the Cuneo Boy type of games. Um, You have Live a Live, which is coming out July 22nd. Um, that looks really dope. Uh, that is the, uh, what is it? Eight different storylines that you play through in a RPG fashion. Basically. So you have different storylines, uh, in different times, different settings, and uh, apparently they all kind of converge into like a singular type thing towards the end. So that's looking real good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, people that have been playing the, the developer release are giving it hella good reviews. So expect that game to be really good. And I do um, believe there is a demo. So if you're interested, you can play the demo and carry your progress over yeah. after the game comes out. Yep. Uh, we have Azure Striker Gunvolt 3, which is the third, obviously, version of the Azure Striker series. There have been other versions that have come out between uh, 2 and 3. Um, it is a Mega Man-inspired style uh, run-and-gun mm-hmm. uh, you know, eight levels type of thing. Boss at the end of each level will get a new ability uh, type of game. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, the bosses and the encounters in that game are very different than what you would expect inside of a Mega Man game. Um, pretty fun series. I, I enjoyed Azure Striker 1. I played a little bit of 2, and then I got the spinoff series. They've also made really other, uh, really cool other games, uh, like the uh, Zero series that we talked about before in a previous episode, the Mega Man oh, Zero side-scroller hard that. games. Yeah. yeah. And then the Dragon Marked for Death, I think they also made that. Um, and then we, you know, we got the Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which we've talked about like every single fucking episode because it's the biggest right. winning release that I think everybody's excited about, excited for. It comes out the next day, July 29th. Um, you know, we've already got, you've already got the... <laughs> collector's edition order for the two of us so thank you again for that yeah and then so, lastly uh, i think we go should ahead. have the games we should have the games being shipped out to us so we'll have at least the games the collector's edition contents are going to be shipped separately at a later date uh we'll we'll, I'll, we'll figure out how to okay with that yeah and then lastly is digimon survive uh for the month of july uh so that is a visual novel style game that has mm-hmm. strategy rpg elements so it, the character conversations play out like visual style novels. Um, right. So you have a character on the screen doing a lot of com- uh, conversing, having a lot of conversations, blah, 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 you know, weird character development bullshit. And then in your battles, you move your fucking Digimon around like you would in Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, and they can digi-evolve in the middle of combat to uh, do all this other shit. 
That's actually makes me more interested in the game than I would otherwise, because just having the Digimon name attached to it, yeah. like I'm already kind of checked out on that. So, um, but uh, the mashup on the different kind of styles, that's actually super interesting. Yeah, it Not seems kind of fucking cool. Um, I would definitely give it a look. Um, I don't know that I'll play it. At least I won't be a day one uh, purchaser of this game. But if it goes on sale, you know, like twenty nine, maybe nineteen ninety nine and under, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. So, out of the out of the games that you've mentioned, um, I was gonna skip pretty much all of them because um, <laughs> mainly because well, I'm not Monster Hunter Rise definitely not something like I really I I think Monster Hunter World I think probably sucked out all of the Monster Hunter energy that I ever have or will have. Um, but I was gonna wait on Klonoa because uh, at least here in the U.S. it's digital only. Uh, same thing, I believe, for River City Saga, Three Kingdoms. Yep. So, interestingly enough, uh, I want to say that Klonoa has a physical Japan release. It does. I pre-ordered um, it. And it contains English language yep. uh, options. So, I did I did the same. I pre-ordered the Japanese version, uh, so that way I can have a physical copy of it. Did you get it from um, Play Asia? Ah, uh, yes. Same. I spent a lot of money at PlayAsia. Um, River City Saga was another one of them. I pre-ordered, uh, I don't know if it was the Japanese version or the Asian release. Um, and for those who don't know, the Asian release is typically meant for countries within the Asian region. Um, so it's probably like Korean, Chinese, maybe a few other countries. Um, this These Asian releases are typically like the big uh, multi- language versions um for those regions and they typically tend to have english versions uh english version support so rather than um and, and it could be just like a distribution issue as well that maybe they're not they're not able to utilize like digital distribution as well as other major countries like the us europe or japan so they typically put the uh, contents of the games on the disc and release it physically. So because of that, I went ahead and ordered River City Saka as well. Hmm. And I think while I was there, there's actually a Kunio collection um, that I missed out on because, again, it was digital only. So yep. I do believe that I have the Asian version of the Kunio collection coming my way as well. Hell yeah. So I spent probably way too much money uh, on these uh, import games. And um, I don't know when they're going to come. Uh, I'm, I had some other pre-orders uh, in the same in the same order, and I, I I'm not too sure if these if these folks actually wait for all of your items in the order to come in before they ship it out, or if they're gonna they don't. That, that's probably what that's probably what they're gonna do. No. I doubt. No, I, no, I I ordered some pre-orders plus uh, three other games that were actively have been released uh, on Play Asia all the same time recently. And they are all coming in different fucking shipments. I just got uh, the Samurai Showdown remake, remaster uh, in the mail just recently from Play Asia. And like, I think there's like six other games in my order that just haven't shipped yet. Oh, snap. I think so. I just checked my I just checked my account and I think they still need to I need to pay. I don't know. I'll double check. But uh, so. Oh, this is completely different. Oh yeah. man, maybe I oh maybe I didn't order the Cuneo thing. Uh I got Dragon Quest one, two, and three. So they got a collection on that on Switch that I got. 
Uh, definitely the Klonoa games. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So that didn't come out physically either. And then uh, Sword and Fairy, which is a Chinese uh, RPG. It's a Ooh. Chinese, like, epic RPG game. Um, but I guess I got to order the <laughs> Three Kingdoms as well. And I thought I ordered the Kumio Collection. What the fuck? Well, you got God, some homework, man. Damn it. Got I some got homework. some homework to do. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to take care of it today. I think so, too. Yeah. So, uh, decent week. Uh, slower than definitely the the summer's game, the summer games fest that that went on. So, but there's some some cool stuff going on, uh, stuff to look forward to. I agree. Can't wait for it, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Cool. Thanks for yeah. wrapping up yeah. another episode of Pixels and Pines podcast. Uh, I'm Bradley, and I'm Michael. And later, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>